Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Ladies and gentlemen, Lenita and I are going to dive into empowering our, our youth. My goodness, there is an epidemic of youth and how they're evolving, how they're becoming their greatest possible self. So definitely stay tuned if you're committed to making a difference. If you want to find out more, if you're a parent, etc., this is going to be a powerful, powerful conversation. I'm talking to you too because you are becoming your greatest possible self. You're tuned into this marathon. So number one, I acknowledge you for doing your best and showing up every single day, whatever that looks like. I just really acknowledge you for showing up. Number two, when you're ready to get your message out on our platform, the 12-hour marathon, and reach our audience, would love to have a conversation with you, see if it's a good fit for us and our audience. Number two, or the, another part of that is when you're ready to launch your own podcast, we'd love to support you in that and getting your message out to the world. And lastly, uh, we're doing a retreat in Bali called the Flow and Fire, mastering the masculine and the feminine energy for the influencer, expert, leader, world changer who's out to make a bigger impact and really dive into your greatest gifts. So if you want to find out about any of those, stay in contact with me, have any questions, etc. I'm here, I'm open, and uh, I just want to let you know I love you. You can contact me Chris at beergps.com, Instagram at I am millionaire Chris, and Facebook.com forward slash th3 burns. Would love to hear from you and uh, keep growing together, okay? Next up is the iTunes review of the week, and this week it is by Ari. Ari says Chris's energy to help others become their greatest possible self is really empowering. You can feel how he's being honest, laid back, and genuinely wants to help listeners to get the best out of each episode. Yes, I do, Ari, 100%. And if you want a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream, uh, maybe the next one, 114, go to brgps.com forward slash iTunes or search Greatest Possible Self on the Apple Podcasts store and you can give us a review. Subscribe while you're there so you can keep getting all the latest updates and episodes and keep becoming your greatest possible self with us together. Let's keep going and growing. I'm going to introduce Lenita, Lenita in just a second. Before that, though, la, 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 la. It's like a tongue twister. Not really. I'm just, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm going to introduce her in just a sec. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes because what she's going to share with you could change your children's, your children's children's, or just the youth of the world could change their destiny forever. So make sure you stick around all the way through till the end because one of these ideas has the power to change everything for you. So let's introduce her and we'll bring her on the screen. Lenita's passion for health and young people always empowered her into learning ways to educate youth on how to become healthy, confident, and resilient. This passion led her to becoming a physical education teacher to raise awareness on the importance of student well-being and wanting to expand her classroom, she became a teen life coach and youth speaker to deliver coaching programs for families, schools, and communities through the Well-Being Warrior Project. Like all the stuff that this woman is up to is absolutely incredible, and we're blessed to have her here with us today. Lenita, are you ready to rock the house, Superwoman? 
Oh yeah, I'm ready to roll. So good to be here, Chris. Let's get into it. We are getting in. Oh my gosh. Okay, so the theme today, Lenita, is dream destinations. What does that mean for you? Dream destinations. It's definitely, you know, I don't think it's a physical destination for me. Mm. You know, I love obviously to to reach new heights and travel and all the kind of, you know, the really pretty and the sexy thing to do. But in terms of my dream destination, for me, it's more of a spiritual destination. It's more mm. of a, you know, reaching my my best possible self and then requiring mm. others to do the same as well. So, yeah, we live on such a huge planet, but we're spiritual beings um, when it comes to that. So, yeah, I guess that what, that's what it means for me, that dream destination, reaching my best possible self every single it. day. I love it. Oh, my gosh. So, yes, there's the physical aspect. That's the obvious. But really, what we're talking about is our greatest possible self, our highest self. Who can we become in this lifetime? What's the contribution that we can make to humanity? What are the gifts that we can give? And I love that we're really opening up this conversation with that, Lenita. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Tell us a little bit more about how you're serving the youth and parents today, what your clients come to you for, what you speak on, etc. Yeah, thank you. So I'm really, really excited about the type of work I'm doing. Um, I come from a teaching background in schools, but what I'm really focusing on right now is the life coaching aspect and really you know, being the mirror for young kids and, and helping them just hack their lifestyle and their mindset, like getting back to the basics. Mm. Um, there's so much, you know, rah-rah going on in society and all the mental health issues and, and so many um you know, quick fixes out there for people who are suffering with mental health and depression. Yeah. But I just want to kind of bring it back to the basics and get kids just hacking their lifestyle and their mindset mm. and supporting their parents at the same time through my coaching programs and speaking in schools. So mm. it's funny. It's This is something that I used to do in, uh, you know, my teaching position, but I found that I really wanted to amplify that and, and put more of a personal spill on things. And that's when I started to get into more of my coaching business and, and, and sway away from just the traditional classroom environment. And, yeah, that's what's really giving me the most energy today, working with teenagers. I absolutely love them. They really are funny characters. <laughs> and the stuff you hear, for, you just want to, I guess, be their mirror, be a goofball, but as well have the deep conversations and get them, you know, chasing their dream destinations as well. Mm, mm, I love it, Lenita. I also love that you said that, like, get to be a goofball, right? Because if you <laughs> take yourself too seriously, they're going to freaking eat you alive. But if you're there having fun, like just playing with them and also saying, I'm playing and I'm also taking this seriously. And this is important that you get this and something that's like true to my heart. And I want you to hear it. And I really care that you get it like what a powerful combo that makes man yeah it's just it's so beautiful because they they want to muck around and they want to mm. kind of have the time but when you do set that boundary where okay this is time to be serious they actually do respect you and they mm. crave it as well wow. especially with teenagers the awareness is there and mm. i feel like in today's society they're being heavily judged but when they're actually given the the safety to open up and really express themselves authentically, you'd be amazed on actually what comes out of these young kids' mouths. Like mm. they really want to just be heard and be seen, you know, and and just talk about real life experiences. And you'd be amazed on what they're up to as well. Mm. Uh, so that's that's what I really love. I really personally thrive in having those real deep conversations with teenagers and. The amount of, you know, letters I receive from kids today of, of the type of work that I do and how grateful they are, it just goes to show the kids feel 
much more than you think mm. and they witness so much more than you than you think as well it's wow. crazy wow. so uh, lunita this is great yeah. i want to go back into your journey we hear about what you're up to doing some big big things with kids before we go into any further into what we can do the lessons you want to share with us really let's go back into your journey what what inspired you to be a teacher yeah that's a great question um so many things right like it, it, it is a, it kind of i can go really broad here but i guess mm. i want to kind of come back to the real the real reason why I'm doing this is you know I was a I was a perfect product of the education system you know mm. I I honestly you know I had a good childhood I got good grades um, I really excelled athletically I did all the right things you know tick those boxes of what a student should do yeah. but behind the scenes you know I was struggling a bit mm. in terms of my own mindset my own confidence you know, growing up with a few setbacks in, in my family home as well. Mm. So the one core reason why I was able to excel, whether it was academically or, or athletically, it wasn't because I was gifted. It was because I had a really strong mentor in my life. Mm. And that was my mum. And, mm. and still today, that's my mother. So that was the real, you know, winning point for me. I just had really strong mentors in my life. Mm. And I tell kids today, I didn't get good grades because I'm academically gifted. You know, it's far from the truth. I struggled academically. Um, and then when it came to athletically as well, I had good coaches around me. I had really good positive mentors. Um, so that was what inspired me to become that type of mentor with young kids. On the flip side, though, when it came to the type of bullying that I was experiencing as a kid, it never came from my peers. It never came from my friends. It actually came from certain adults in my youth journey. And so that kind of just put things into perspective as well, where I really wanted to show up as a really empowering adult mm -hmm. in a child's life and then get that feel from like, you know, the motherly nature that I received and the sporting mm -hmm. coach and then just tie that into my, my entire purpose today as an educator. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I faced both sides of adults, the really empowering adult, and then I also faced a lot of bullying from adults too and I just wanted to make sure that I could show up really empowering for kids today. Um, so that's why, what really why, inspired Why kids? Why kids and not, let's say, just be a coach to human beings, adult, high performers? Yeah, I think for me, I was a really quiet kid. I was, I performed really well, but I was never kind of seen or heard unless I was performing well. Mm. And so if, if I wasn't getting the good grades no teacher would look at me twice. If I wasn't getting good uh, results on the basketball court, for example, I wasn't getting that rapport with coaches. So I wanted to kind of bring in, um, I wanted to really give kids a voice because I found I struggled with my voice and mindset and confidence as a child. So, yeah, I really wanted to kind of just focus on the kids. And naturally, I think for me personally, coming down to self-awareness, I, I thrive more with my type of work when it comes to teenagers. And mm. I found that that's just where I, that was my zeal. That's where I found it. So spot, yeah, and I, just, yeah I, I, I stuck to that and stayed in my lane. And yeah. Um, yeah, and still till today, I'm working with a lot of teenagers. That's incredible. Awesome. So I want to talk about those first years being an educator. What was that like? What were some of the most challenging parts for you? You had great mentorship um, and then you studied to be a teacher. Like what was it like in your early days of being a teacher? 
early days were great. I was very excited coming out of college. You know, you get really, you're really energetic. You're like, sweet, I'm, I'm ready to change the world. I'm ready. I got my degree under my belt, you know. And um, I got out there and started teaching kids and I loved it. Personally, mm-hmm. the, the interaction with kids I really, really loved and I found I was thriving. But then the behind the scenes when it came to the system mm-hmm. and the politics and, you know, all the other admin kind of stuff that I had to deal with as a teacher, I found that I started to be conflicted with my position as an educator in society today. So, yeah, I, I found I loved the interaction with kids, mm-hmm. but quickly I knew that I didn't fit into the education system. That was a really, like, clear indicator from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, my personal, the way I teach, my mindset, my mm-hmm. view of the world, it just never fit into class and I knew that straight away. Um, from the beginning and that's when alarm bells started going off I'm like oh shit I didn't actually think of this Um, (laughs) so I'm like what are my options now so that were the early days of what I was experiencing beautiful and then when did you say I could be a speaker yeah that's a very good question because naturally that kind of happened I didn't I didn't think speaking was a thing so when I started talking to kids and naturally you know teaching I never actually thought of myself as a speaker which is funny because I do the same thing that I would do in a classroom. Mm. So it was when I started to tap into the personal development events, mm-hmm. that type of world, and I started to going going to a lot of networking events, and I started seeing speakers on stage, and I was like, "That's pretty cool." Like mm. I resonate with these people. I'd really love to be here one day. And so I just started tapping into my local networks, and I and once again stayed in my lane. I said I wanted to be on stage but I, I want my audience to be kids. Mm. So I wanted to bring them into that world, but through the vehicle that I was building. And, yeah, it was just about, it was just about me going to events in the first place and seeing these people on stage. That's kind of how I started falling into the speaking world for kids. Mm. And then getting your first gigs, how did you do that? What, what would you say had the uh, you know, decision makers, educators want to say yes to you? Mm. I think... Um, I was really lucky because I had a strong network Mm. in the education market. So I started to tap into all the voluntary gigs that I was doing at the time. I've worked so much in my community. Mm -hmm. So I thought, you know what, let's leverage that because it's working. I need to start getting a bit of, you know, my marketing under my belt. So I would go to local youth groups, uh, my sporting clubs, and I would just literally get a friend come in and film what I was doing with the permission of the people that were there. And I'm like, I need to build my brand. I need to get more attention of what I'm doing because I was doing so much youth work. It's just no one knew what I was doing. <laughs> so I had to get myself out there and leverage those platforms. Wow. Do you share about your journey of becoming a speaker with kids when you speak to them? Yeah, most definitely. That's something that I really love because kids are tapping into you know a, a lot of work now that's not the traditional pathway right. they're, they're having these conversations so mm-hmm. I definitely love to share my journey as a speaker and a coach and, and show them that there are other options mm-hmm. if you don't want to if you don't want the traditional pathway of you know the, the traditional jobs in society then that's okay if you do awesome but if you don't these are some options mm-hmm. and they generally do ask me how I started and mm-hmm know about the personal branding and all that Instagram and Facebook I always get those questions as well that's awesome um what is like when you do when you speak for kids and youth what 
do you teach them? Like, what's the what's the foundation of the the conversation? Do you do principles? Do you um, just really have an open ended dialogue? What's your style? Yeah, I love that. So a bit of both. I'm mm-hmm. very. Uh, I love to feed off their energy in the room as well, but I do tend to obviously, you know, prepare myself for the talk, and I mm-hmm. really love to come back to the basics. You know, when it comes to enhancing their confidence or resilience. Schools love to talk about leadership and resilience, so that's mm. a really important note to, mm. to take down. Yeah. But for me, it's always coming back from the personal development side of things, mm-hmm. how to enhance their mindset so then they would naturally be able to thrive in a school setting because confidence is like the massive asset in, in a young person. Mm-hmm. You, you fuel them with confidence, they'll go and do their own thing. They'll set themselves up. So... With me, I like to focus on daily habits and daily action steps to mm-hmm. simplify what's working and what not working in their day-to-day, mm-hmm. but also helping them understand that they're enough. That's my main message for young kids. They're in a system where if they stuff up, they're given a consequence and they're heavily pressured to get to a particular stage in their life. Mm-hmm. I like to draw them back and actually enjoy what's already working in their life And a little hack that I like to do is I get them, you know, I really encourage them to change their alarm codes because they're always, Mm. you know, school bells and following bells going off and alarms going off, but they don't know why they're actually existing in the first place. So one practical tip that I give kids is to change their alarm message Mm. and actually write down I am enough. So they remember that if they fail in school, it's not because they are not gifted or they're not, you know, um, they're not specifically thriving in that area. It's just because they might not have the right habits in place right. and it's not a reflection of the individual. So I help them just understand that they're enough and implant that in their mind now because when they hit their 20s and 30s, it's a little mm-hmm. hack that will make a massive difference. Mm-hmm. So that's one little thing I like to do. Another thing is just to talk about compassion and kindness and how mm. that's the new cool, you know. Mm-hmm. It's actually it's actually such a good thing to be a good person and that's what makes someone really attractive. Mm. Um, and I like to have those conversations for them too and coming, bringing in the style and everything else is, is a bonus when it comes to that. So they're the type of conversations I like to have with kids. That's amazing. I love it. That's a great tip about the uh, phone, putting it in their phone yeah. for the reminder to continuously reprogram themselves for something that's empowering versus whatever else might be going on. You can't control their parents. You can't tell them what to do, so to speak. You can't make sure that they have a empowering and uplifting home environment um, and like f- make them feel like they're enough, but you can help them use what they already have, the device, the environment, the technology, the conversations that they're already in the middle of, which is technology and cell phones these days, you know, and like have that continuously remind them. I think that's, that's empowering. And I think it's, um, you know, I, I, once again, I, I do, I, I be their mirror, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm a bit of a goofball and I, I'm actually open about the things I do. So I will show them my phone and alarm message. So they yeah. know that I'm yeah. not just, I'm not just telling them how to live, I'm showing them how to live. And that's, that's really right. important as adults. We've got to mm. show kids how to live and not just talk at them. Mm. And I find with when I do that, it resonates so much better with them. And, you know, I receive letters from kids. Like one particular talk that I had with a, with a, a grade seven year group, mm. I did this I am enough activity with them. 
And after the talk, I had them message me. I had about 20, 20 to 25 kids just directly send me a message saying, thank you so much for what you did. I know that I am enough. Like they were using those affirmations in the message. I'm like, geez, that's why I do this, just to kind of, if they just take away that one message, mm-hmm. I know I've done my, my role as a speaker or a coach. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they re- actively reached out to me on my platform to send me a long message. I'm like, these mm-hmm. kids are just too adorable. So it's just confirmation that these kids are willing to open themselves up and actually hear these type of messages. Yeah, that's gold. And that was 12, 12 years of age. <laughs> wow. It's, it's so beautiful that like in their natural environment, when they're given permission, when they're given the space, they want to do what feels good. They want to do what's empowering, what is kind, what is generous, what is, you know, loving. Like kids want to do that. I believe that's a part of our source, you know, from, from birth. That's, that's what our consciousness wants. And we get programming and stuff, wounds, things that happen, traumas that cause us to show up differently. For sure, exactly right. And I think when that happens, they don't know how to deal with it. They don't mm. know who to go to. Mm. You know, they've got their parents and they might have support in a school, but sometimes they need a different messenger to deliver the same message. Yeah. And that's why speakers and coaches have such a really massive advantage because their platform is fresh. Mm. Their platform is probably acting more of a mirror for them because we're on social media. We've, we're putting ourselves out there. We're being vulnerable. And because we're connecting through emotion, they're more likely to approach us. But what's really cool about us is we will complement the message in the home. Mm. And that's why parents love the type of coaching that I do or the speaking because we're there to support the the parents too. You know, Mm. that's a really important part of the process. So, yeah, they need the same message just delivered from from a different messenger. And that's why it hits home for them. So good. I want to ask, because it sounds like parents are an important part of accountability to continue to reinforce like what what you've already taught them at the uh, event or seminar or whatever it is that they they find out about you at the the talk. Um, I'm curious, putting parents aside, is there anything else that you are able to do to support with like accountability to make sure that it's not just like a one-time talk that's inspiring, but it's something that's ongoing that they can keep growing from and, and integrating these lessons and principles in their lives? Yeah, definitely. So for me, you know, I, I make it very clear that they need to have some type of support network yeah. uh, external to the family. So they mm. have to check in with what type of friends they're hanging around. Mm. Um, Also something practical I love to do is a social media experiment with them and I get them to detox their followers. Mm. Go into your following, show me what who you're following and I'll tell you exactly what type of person you'll head into, you Mm. know, and um, I get them to unfollow pages that don't add value to their life Mm. or they make them feel like they have to, you know, conform or be a different person to fit in. So, So number one, if you feel worse by following this person and you're comparing yourself, unfollow. If you haven't spoken to this person in like five plus years and you don't like them, then unfollow. (laughs) So that's something I get them to do. Some of them, you know, have people on their page that they don't like. I'm like, why are you following this person? You know, it doesn't make sense. Um, uh, Other pages are very, they're comparing themselves they're comparing their ugly times to someone else's highlight reel, mm. and I make them understand that this is not perfect. This is not life. This is mm. these are fake images. Mm. So I get them a little bit more aware, holding themselves accountable by updating or detoxing their following list. Mm. And secondly, after my talk specifically, 
I make it really aware of that they can reach out to me. Even mm. if I'm not coaching them, um, that's completely okay. They can reach out to me on my platforms because I'm always introducing different people on my platforms, um, a lot of influencers that have healthy, positive messages that they Mm. can follow as well. Mm. And they know that they can reach me as well. I reply to all my messages. so And they're so cute. They don't think I see them or they don't think I would reply and Mm. they get so excited. So the kids know that they can follow me and, um, yeah, I reply to their messages as well and hold them accountable wherever I can, Mm. you know, so they're little, little ways. The one thing that comes up as a concern for me, and I'm sure you've dealt with it somehow, is like um, with, for me, it's like I deal with 18 and older people, like adults, like legal adults, so to speak. And uh, and being able to support and empower the youth is like a whole nother set of rules and like what's allowed, like to be able to, like, I think opt in for people like opt in for emails. Like, I think that has to be of legal age. I don't know. Um, but I'm curious how that has been for you to be able to um, abide by like the principles and the rules and stuff of of that uh, the legal side of things what's that been like yeah for sure it's such a great question that a lot of people do tend to think about and ask for me you know it's it's really important to create those those very appropriate boundaries Mm -hmm. you know if you find that you're a little bit worried then I would say don't even go there because that that's going to play on your mind Mm. um it's it's pretty much when you're on a public platform you're in complete control how you interact with these with these people um if anything i always get them to introduce me to their parents so the parents are quite aware if the kid wants to continue on with that type of accountability and that type of relationship i always get the parent involved just so I can back myself. Yeah. Um, if there's no type of engagement whatsoever, I just leave it. Mm. But usually if it goes further than a like or a comment on a photo, then I would get the parent involved mm. straight away. Yeah. Um, and that's just from a teacher's mindset. You know, there are a lot of systems and procedures in schools that teachers have to abide by. Mm-hmm. So that legality is really, really important. Mm. But if they're just following your page and consuming your content with no interaction, then that's completely fine. It's it's necessary because your content's really empowering. They should be mm. reading these messages. But any type of personal interaction, mm-hmm. you you pass it on to the parent. And if there's no engagement from that end, then you completely cut off um, just so you can back yourself completely legally. It's really, really important now. You don't want to kind of get yourself into trouble with working with kids. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's I, I get it. That's why I asked. Um, that's, that's great though. You're good? Yeah, parents... Um, Parents react really well to that because they're craving support in a school mm. and they're not they're not necessarily getting it. So mm. when they get introduced to someone that's a speaker or a coach, they get really excited because they know they can talk to you as an individual yeah. and they don't need to go through an external body to do that. Mm. And that's very refreshing for a parent's point of view. Yeah. How do you um, make sure that you create boundaries for yourself of like your time and your energy because uh, I'm sure there's a ton of people who like ask questions parents ask questions kids ask questions I'm sure when kids ask deeper questions you bring it to the parents what about when qu- parents ask you questions that you feel like that might re- in- involve something bigger something more yeah for sure very simply like you know uh having a very clear communication system in place mm. if they want to go outside of a direct message i just so very simply set them up on a on a call mm-hmm. or an interview type thing where they got to schedule in yep. and they got to protect both my time and theirs yeah. so i would i would formally introduce them to uh a call 
And that's when I have more time to dive in and talk to the parent about what's going on. And naturally, parents love to talk yeah. about their kids. Yeah. So they really appreciate that professional side of the thing where you can kind of just get them out of the direct message and onto a phone call. And that's really simple. And then that way I ensure that my times are set up. This is when they can get me. Mm. And I don't have to just go all over the place trying to reply to everyone's message at the same time. And that's that's as simple as it gets, but it's very effective. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So it's like really just having a process to direct people to and that keeps you keeps you sane. Because <laughs> yeah, it can get crazy. I'm sure you can relate to yep. it. You know? <laughs> You're like, oh, geez, like this person is in New York City. I'm in Sydney. How am I going to, you know, it's like yeah. oh, put him into a call, schedule it and you're sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's, what's it been like for you? Um, like having, being more globally known, you know, as you, you build your brand and your ability to speak and travel and, you know, reach kids and parents around the world. Like what's that been like for you? It's such a rewarding process for me in the beginning. It was a challenge because I had the teacher's mindset on, mm. I had a teacher's cap and I had to be, you know, I've got to be on private and I have to create <laughs> You know, I can't be out there and I can't be traveling because I'm in a job. So it was something that I had to really unlearn for myself. Mm. I had to unlearn my mindset as a teacher and get more into the coach, speaker, mm. businesswoman kind of mindset. Um, but once I was really comfortable with being open about my story and putting myself out there online, it's just such a rewarding experience when I have a parent ask me. You know, I was I was at an event in Melbourne, so mm. another city in Australia and um, I was fortunate enough to um, have a bit of an exposure of my brand at the event and after that I had mums coming up to me and asking me about what I do and wanting to talk about their kids and I just I was just in awe I I just love that type of you know, interaction with with mothers specifically so yeah I'm just enjoying the process as much as I can you know mm. getting people asking me what I do and the second they know that I'm a life coach for teenagers, you can mm. see it in their face. Firstly, they think, what is that? Like, is that actually a thing? And mm. secondly, they always tell me, where have you been this whole entire time? Mm. So I use that as a way to just be unapologetic about my brand and putting it out there because mm. I know there's a mum or a dad with a teenager that needs what I have and I'm just trying to think about them the whole entire time mm. and just try to remove my insecurities and just think about them. I've heard people say that like a parent wants their child to be ha to have like the most the best chance of success the most upbringing and that they would go without food or necessities or whatever else to provide for their kids and make sure their kids are getting what they need is that something that you've experienced or would you say that uh, it really it's a it's a spectrum or how how do you see it. Yeah, I think it, it is a common trend, especially with parents who are very hands-on with their kids because mm. you do come across a lot of parents that um, they aren't as present yeah. uh, for whatever reason, but some parents will do literally whatever it takes, you know, and I find if I'm the right fit, then I go ahead. And if I'm not, I'm very open about that. Mm. I don't coach every kid because I just find if I don't, if I don't really can support them, right. I would tell them to go somewhere and I would refer them to someone else. Yeah. Um, but I find that parents are just like, I need something. Mm. And sometimes it's the most obvious thing. It's be their mirror. You know, they just need to be, you need to talk to them mm. and the kids will tell you what they need. Um, 
and then sometimes it's maybe they do need professional services. Mm-hmm. You know, the parents are literally just like they'll throw themselves at, di- at so many different avenues. I'm like, just choose one mm-hmm. and test it. Does it work? Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work, then choose the another one. Just don't overwhelm yourself too much. And um, yeah, it's a catch twenty two. It's beautiful to witness, but at the same time, the parent can become very uh, overwhelmed and burnt out as well. So I naturally support them. That just kind of happens naturally. Mm-hmm. Where um, when I do check in with the parent, it's kind of like when I'm coaching the parent too, yeah. which is really that's awesome. Yeah. What would you say are the top things that um, these youth teenagers, as well as parents, what do they come to you for uh, support with and coaching with? Yeah. Um, Stress and anxiety is a big issue today. Mm. You know, a lot of kids are very stressed. The one in five kids are suffering from mental health issues. Yeah. Not that they have a diagnosis of some sort. It's just they're really stressed out. Yeah. So a lot of parents come to me and how to really help them handle their stress and pressures from school. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it is a lot of bullying pressures as well that's going on. And um, from that, you, you could understand that, the stress and anxiety is affecting their confidence. Mm-hmm. It's affecting their time management and their whole lifestyle routine. Yeah. Um, so I try to go the other way around. Let's fix the basics and you'll see that your stress and anxiety will actually in- enhance dramatically. Mm. So usually it's the big stress anxiety, but I like to dissect it into what's actually going on here because mm. the stress and anxiety is stemming from something else. Mm. Let's get to that issue now. And, um, yeah, that's basically what I focus on with parents and kids. What's the most common causes of the stress and anxiety, that, that root core issue? Mm. Definitely pressure, academic pressure from mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. You know, it's massive. Kids are very much, they're given so much in such a short period of time and they mm-hmm. don't know how to handle it because they're not being taught how to handle it. They're being thrown exams and, and books and this is what you need to study for this test, but they don't understand how to sort out their lifestyle so then they could be thriving yeah. in those platforms. Unless it's coming from the home, they're not really being taught about it in schools. So that's one thing, academic pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, bullying is another, especially cyberbullying online now with Snapchat. You've got now TikTok, you've got Instagram. There's so much happening behind the scenes that mm-hmm. no one's seeing. The bullying online is a big issue. So once again, I try to help them control the 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 type of position they're putting themselves in online boundaries you know, hold them yeah hold themselves accountable yeah. so they don't become vulnerable to those type of situations mm. but also how to handle the bullying be okay with opening up and asking for help yeah. so many kids do not open up because they're afraid of of you know being a dibby dobber you know mm. getting someone else into trouble although mm. they're suffering internally with their own pressures they would rather eat it up inside than get the bully in trouble that's a big thing that kids just do so I try to help them understand if you open up and seek help you're helping hundreds of other kids that are suffering in silence you know so that's another thing the bullying Um, and then thirdly just the lifestyle routine you know they just they're so busy teenagers have sport maybe music extracurricular activities some of them are, pl- uh, are building side hustles on Instagram now, you know, so they're so busy. So I just get them to sort out their lifestyle schedule, set some boundaries with their family and friends and just talk to them like I don't talk to 12-year-olds like they're 12. Mm. I talk to them like as if they were 16 or 18. Yep. And, yeah, and they, they really resonate well with that. Mm. Um, 
when you talk to them as if they're a little bit older. Yeah. So, yeah, there are a lot of issues going on, but they do tend to stem from a similar similar pain points. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is great. Um, I'm curious because I, I hear a lot about millennials being the quote unquote snowflake generation when like everything <laughs> is easy and yeah. like don't hurt their feelings and stuff like that. Uh, I'm I'm curious about your philosophy on grit and perseverance. I think you mentioned a little bit about leadership and resilience. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And like, how do you weave that into, um, yes, you, you really get to get the help that you need and like have the emotional well being and remember that you're enough. How do you balance those two? Very good question. I find with, with the kids, they want to be taking risks and going for it, mm -hmm. but they're too afraid because they're cuddled. They're in a, you know, not all of them, but majority of kids today, they're, they're in an over-cuddling environment where mm. they're being told to play it safe. Mm. So kids are seeking the great and they want to thrill. Play. Yeah. They, you know, yeah. they want to jump, yeah. but they're afraid because they've been over-cuddled, mm. you know, and that's something that I, I love to talk about with parents. You've got to let go a little bit mm. because kids are much more resilient than you think. Mm. Kids are probably more resilient than adults because they're mm. in that just that position, their mindset at that age. Um, they can bounce back quite quickly. It's just we freak out. It's kind of like, you know, when a baby falls, mm. the baby does not cry until you react as an adult. Wow. So if you let the baby fall, obviously within reason, if right. they do, you know, they're a, a, a big fall, they'll cry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's terrible. Um, but if they do fall and you don't react, mm. they will get up and keep walking. Mm. But if they fall and you freak out and you react, you've scared them, and then that's when they're like, "Oh!" and that's when they start crying. Mm. So that's a little experiment to kind of suss out when there's a baby around. But same thing with kids and teenagers. If they stuff up because they've taken a risk, and mm. the parent starts worrying you're kind of like now giving them that internal um, conditioning where the next time I stuff up, mm. I'm not going to be as resilient. Yeah. I'm going to start freaking out. So that's why a lot of kids just don't take risks because mm. they're, they're being told to play it safe. They're being told to be careful. They're being told to don't, don't take such a big risk. You, you might fail. Mm. So I think we need to change the conversation around you need to fail. You need to look for the more no's in your life. You need to take that risk. And if you fail, it's not a regret. It's a lesson. You know, kids need to be more comfortable with, with that type of failure in their life, you know, mm -hmm. given the context. But I guess that's why a lot of them just are suffering and they don't, they're too scared to mm -hmm. take those risks. Mm -hmm. It's just stemming from a generation that's raising them, whether they, whether we're teaching them or parenting them, we're parenting them or teaching them in a certain way. And we've created these kids but now we're judging them for the lessons we've taught them. It's not fair. It's something that it's it, the kids are getting copped with a lot of judgment and crap, but they're being taught by the adults. So I don't think we should be judging them as harshly as we are. Have you read um, Growth Mindset by Carol S. Dweck? No, I haven't. Oh, my goodness. Like, I'm missing out. I'm missing out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, do it. Uh, I'll, I'll remind you later. Um, because it's sure. it's really, really powerful about how the parents of today, they focus the achievement and the celebration of kids when they do good, when they get the A, when they get first place, like that is when you deserve praise. 
according to, you know, like past conventional philosophy. But this woman, Carol S. Dweck, she says, like the growth mindset is to say, like, go for it, do something new, expand yourself, take a harder class, you know, go, go try to play the violin or guitar. And then when the kid comes back and they say, I suck, you say, great job for trying, for, for doing it, for doing the thing. And you, it's a process of getting better. I don't like you don't only reward them when they get to celebrity status, right? Playing the guitar. Like you reward them all along the way and you say great job for doing your uh, practice, for putting in the time, for putting in the effort. Great job for attempting on the on the on the test, on the quiz. Like, hey, you got a C, you got a D. You know, great job for that. It's not the best. You you know you can do better, right? Great. So what is it going to take to get better? I, w- I want to just acknowledge you for, for doing your best. Now, how do we get it to better? And I think that that's a, um, it, she probably elaborates and, and says it better than me, but definitely check it out. Great book. I love that so much because that is something that schools are wanting to, wanting to teach. Yeah. In Australia, that's a big thing in our curriculum at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I love that so much because it's so true. Like we need to be helping them take those risks, but also, mm celebrate if that's the best that you did that is more than enough you yeah. know for us as the adults and that was something i was really blessed with with my mum she mm. never put too much pressure on me mm. and for that reason i wanted to over excel because she didn't put pressure on me wow. so and she celebrated every move but the but something that we need to be careful with as leaders is not not giving the kids every reason to feel entitled right yep ground you know, you want to celebrate them, but at the same time, they got to earn their position That's in right. life. That's They're right. not entitled to the success. they got to work for it. Mm. But at the same time, we've got to be comfortable with, hey, that was a massive win today. You know, mm. sometimes, you know, that kid opened up a door for an elderly person. Like, mm. that's the reason why you're going to succeed. That emotional intelligence is going to be the winning factor here, not yeah. what you get on your grades. And so, you know, that is obviously going to play a, play a role. Mm who you are as a person growing into that that's going to be the winning factor so mm. yeah definitely celebrate them as much as you can but at the same time when they do fail yeah. they fail yeah they do have consequences yeah. if they're not putting in effort mm. and having those hard conversations with the kids yeah. which just remind me um one kid you know he wasn't he just wasn't being his best authentic self yeah mm. he wasn't he wasn't being respectful <laughs> And he was saying stupid things just for attention. Yeah. Um, and I remember pulling him aside and having a really hard conversation with him about it. And I told him, I'm only hard on you because I can see you're only playing up because you're bored. Mm. And this was in a school setting. And after the conversation, um, it turns out that, you know, he's trying to set up his side hustle in business. He's actually really quite uh, family orientated. He was just mucking up in the classroom. Um, and he thanked me and wrote me a letter afterwards saying, I really needed that conversation to be said to me because not many people take me seriously, which is why he's the class clown mm. because they just kind of tell him off. Yeah. But um, you've got to have those hard conversations and tell kids when they're doing the wrong thing or when they have failed and hold them accountable to that. Yeah, it's in, it's interesting. I think uh, definitely read the book. I'm sure it can say it a lot better than me, but I, I get what you're saying as well. Like if your kid gets eight, eighth place, right? You don't treat them like they got first place if that's what they were going for, right? It's not the same thing. And you can't pretend like that's just as good, right? You're still a worthy human being. I still love you, right? You're still like infinitely valuable and worthy and you can do anything you set your mind to. And the performance 
is not where you want it to be. The performance is not, um, if you want it to hit that first place, then we got to do some different things. And I think that's just such an interesting dynamic and dance. <laughs> exactly right. And I think it's, it's just super important. Like I was, I was a pretty good kid. I used to get afraid of getting into trouble because yeah. my mom put me in a good place. She's like, I'll defend you when you're right. But when you're mm. wrong, get ready. Cause I'm going to just really, really, you go, you're going to cop the consequences. So yeah. when I was doing well in school, when I, you know, I was mistreated unfairly, mm. she'd have my back. Yeah. But when I did stuff up, she's, she'd be the first one to be telling me off or, you know, putting, you know, consequences in place, taking things away from me. So yeah. it's got to, it, we got to play both ends here, not just yeah. give every kid everything when they do stuff up. Um, you got to, yeah, have those tough conversations. So, yeah. 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 Man, this is, this is gold. I want to talk about the years to come, Lenita, and what you are most looking forward to in your career. As you can see so far, like what are some big things that you want to be doing, accomplishing, um, you know, things to bring to the world? Like what are you looking forward to? Yeah, this gets me so excited. So I obviously, you know, do the, do a lot of groundwork with kids, yeah. but I find my, my biggest personal growth came from connecting with influencers and going to live events and getting into that personal development world. So I want to bring that world to the kids mm. and I want them to be introduced to, you know, life, those influencers like yourself, mm. you know, I want them listening to your podcast. You know what I mean? So I want them to go to live events where either schools are fun, you know, funding them to go to or we just host our own events where they can come to through the parents. Mm. So that's something that I'm working on, connecting with a lot of influencers and helping them build their own platforms for kids mm-hmm. and, and also from the parents' point of view, introducing them to these type of platforms. So, yeah, that's something that I want to work on over the next few years, you know, building my particular events for a lot of youth that they can attend to because it's just school has a place mm. but you can't bring our world into school. It's not going to happen. Nope. As much as you're going to try and they'll get a taste of it through speaking but that, that immersive experience, yeah. it has to be separate mm. and we got to start planting those seeds now yeah. to introduce them to that world so when they hit their 20s, they're in a massive, massive advantage Unless, not like, you know, maybe I'm not sure how it started with you, but with me, I didn't hit that world until I was in my 20s. Yep. I was like, I wish I learned this when I was 16. That's right. Financial independence or Mm. literacy, you know, mindset hacks, well-being, all these, how to sell. Like I needed to learn this when I was in school and I, Mm. I wasn't taught that. So instead of trying to fix the system, and try to change the system. Mm. I just made a decision to change who I am as an educator and how I show up, and I'm going to create something new for them that we can introduce. And that's something that's really exciting me. Yeah, that's awesome. Also, I, I see something that's really important is for kids to be around like-minded kids and adults, right, who are up to, to bigger things, who are entrepreneurial, who are into personal development. Number one, they have to see peers, and they have to recognize that if I'm in school and they're teaching me kind of like n- n- not bad, bad mountain school, but the traditional school stuff, which is great and useful. Uh, but like, you know, the, the other kids who are building their side hustle, who are building their, you know, business, who are working on themselves and to be surrounded with people, peers, 12 year olds, 16 year olds, whatever, who are around their age 
then they can feel it's more possible, number one. So I think that's important, but also to be in the same like conversation with adults who are bus- building their businesses, right? Like how, how can we truly empower them to succeed unless they're being around what's actually out there in the world? So whatever that looks like, if we have to bring in adults to have a kind of special type of conversation that's like a safe, safer environment to talk about business, talk about personal development and growth, then great. Um, but I, I just think there has to be both of those for them to like really have a shot and feel like they belong with peers, but also have something to aspire to with adults who um, you know are in their life, who are present in their life, who uh, you know build authentic uh, relationships with them. I couldn't agree more, most definitely. I think. Because they're more inclined to listen to their friends. And that's yeah. that's just how it is as a teenager. They're, they're conditioned to listen to those most closest to them that they resonate with. And I find it, it goes both ways. And when they are introduced to those other platforms, that's when they can come together and be like-minded and learn together. And, um, and I had about, there was three uh, 16-year-old or 17-year-old males that went to a live event that I was at too. So I happened mm. to teach them. And they are pretty close-knit with each other because they just resonate on that level when yep. it comes to business and entrepreneurship and, you know, mindset, etc. So mm. it does help them when they go back to school because they're in that traditional platform, but they can still have those side conversations with their mates. Mm. I love it. I wanted to ask the question of who do you get to become, Lenita, to bring these live events and, uh, you know, amazing facilitation and structure and support to parents and kids to be more entrepreneurial, to be more personal development oriented? Like how do you see yourself growing over the next couple of years, especially? Tremendously, because I find that my growth excels when I know I'm helping other people. You know, um, a lot of people think I need to grow so much now before I can help someone, which Mm. that is truth to some reason, but I find our own personal healing and growth just skyrockets when we can put ourselves out there authentically mm-hmm. and help someone else. So I find I'm going to, I'm not, I'm all about evolving. Yeah. I'm not going to be the same person this time next year. Um, so I know that I'm going to be in a completely different position, but what I really do know is I'm going to be closer to that dream destination, you know, closer to my life goals, the financial freedom, the business I want to build, the family I want to build one day, you know, I know I'm going to be more of a woman that will step into that vision because of just living my truth now. And that's all I know that's going to be certain. <laughs> um, and I guess that's that's going to reflect in my work and in my personal home life too. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I also see that like to be able to make the impact that you are out to make, you get to grow your team, you get to like improve your team building skills, especially like social media content creation. You're already doing great. And like, I feel that this is the age of really mastering content creation and building a platform, right? To really get the information out, help people become aware of it so that they can invest in the process, invest to get deeper levels of value, transformation, and, you know, happiness. Yeah, definitely. I find you got to have a team and I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm all in that mindset. Um, cause I can't do all, you know, I can't do everything on my own. You know, it's people around me. I can't take all the credit. It's people around me that have invested in me that Mm -hmm. helps me grow as a person, whether it's business or personal. Mm -hmm. So what I do is a reflection of just not who I am, but the people that I'm fortunate to be around as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So good. (laughs) So good. Um, so 
if a parent comes to you and they want to like work with you, you mentioned that they can schedule a call. That's like one of the, the best ways to get a hold of you, so to speak. Like what types of um, programs do you offer? Like what, what does that a little bit more in detail look like just in case there's someone who's listening right now who wants to take those next steps? Yeah, totally. So there's two options in this process. One is just literally, you know, scheduling in a call and, and helping them understand, give, get a little bit more clarity around what situation their child is in at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really help them not only get a lot of clarity, but help them set up action steps within the next month. You know, mm-hmm. I really get them on the call doing straight away with that first call. Complimentary, just a really natural conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first step if they want to just kind of get reach out to me through that platform. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, if they'd like to know more information about the coaching, it's pretty simple. It's it's very much a customized, intimate, one-to-one coaching with their kid. We jump on calls. I go through exactly what the parent wants me to address but I also ask the teenager too what it is we want to work through. And then I hold them accountable for a couple of months, the weekly sessions, but they're actually with me for a year. You know, I, I check in every so often with the parent and the child. So we're actually on a journey together. I don't just say see you later after eight weeks. They've mm. got me for a year. Um, and then that way we work through everything. In addition to that phone call with the kid, I check in with the parent too. So we're all on the same page. The parent knows exactly what we've spoken about. Um, so I can hold the parent accountable too because they're the one that's going to be talking to them at home when I'm not on the call. Yeah. So we're very much one team and very customised. If it's mindset or confidence, if it's academic pressures and time management, it just depends on what the parent wants. Mm-hmm. And then I craft the whole program specifically for their child. And, and their needs. So that's basically what we work through. And I do this internationally. So all my clients, you know, not all my clients, but a lot of my clients are in the States. So it's very much realistic for me to coach a kid. And they love it too. The parents don't even have to drive them anywhere anymore. They yes. Can just <laughs> like, no worries. They can just jump on their laptop or phone and I'm here yeah. to support them. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, I- <laughs> I want to ask one more question, Lenita, about uh, like technology and how you yeah. see that playing a role in kids' lives. Um, is there any other recommendations or things that, like as parents, we can look out for to make sure that our our children are growing up in a healthy technological environment yeah. and usage? That's a, such a great question. I love this. Um, there's just got to be some practical hacks involved mm-hmm. with this because kids are on social media. We can't, you know, it's it's the it's the the day and age they're growing up in now. Yeah. You know, it's easy for us for us to say don't get on it, but they don't know any better. They're they're born into this world. We're in a digital world now. So we got to start controlling the devices, not being slaves to them. Because mm. kids can fall into that. So there's got to be boundaries in place. What time can what time of day can they be using it and for how long? We mm. really need to give them some type of schedule because kids thrive off schedules. Yeah. Although they don't want them, they do need some type of structure. Mm. So what time of day and for how long they can be on their iPad or laptop, et cetera, in, you know, external to what they need to do for school. Mm. Secondly, when it comes to social media with teenagers, they have to control the notifications mm. because they're on all platforms. Like, 
one girl I coach, she's on Snapchat 10 hours a week. I'm like, girl, you need to learn how to monetize this in a business mm. if you're going to spend that long on it. Yeah. But, you know, she's great at it too. She's great at TikTok, but she's not having any type of return on the investment. So yeah. when it comes to notifications, I do I do try to get parents to encourage them to turn them off mm-hmm. because in the morning when they're waking up, they're in reactive mode. They're like, oh, notifications. Mm-hmm. And they're not reflecting on themselves in the morning especially. So turning off notifications is a big thing that kids need to learn how to do at an earlier age. And um, just boundaries around like what time of day you can use it. Mm-hmm. This is time to play, you know, because Netflix and all other stuff and for how long. Give yourself a limit. That way that's a small win in itself and it's a massive confidence boost for the kid and the parents will um, will appreciate it too. So yeah, it's controlling technology is really important because it is linked to a lot of aggressive and impatient behavior. Mm. So we need to kind of just make sure we're control- controlling the tech side of things too. Right, right. And I think it's like you said, it's it's the era of social media. They're growing up with it. So how do we how do we not like make it wrong, but rather like just teach them how to build a relationship with it that's healthy? And I think too, it comes back to showing them how to live, not telling them because yeah. a lot of adults, yeah. and I know for myself, it can become an addiction and mm-hmm. it is in a society. Yep. So if we're not present with the teenager mm. and we're on our phones. We can't use the excuse that it's because of my business. Kids, could, kids will call BS. They will know. <laughs> They will call it on you. Don't don't try to fake it. They will know when you're, when you're double tapping on Instagram. That's right. So, That's right. So showing them and teaching them those hacks that you learned for yourself as an adult. Yeah. And when you share that personal journey, that self-discovery journey with them, they'll become so much more uh, open to your feedback instead of you just judging them and telling them off for the mm. things they're doing wrong. Mm, yeah, be great. Very great, great tips. I love it. I just had to, I was like, ooh, technology. That's, that's like a hot topic today. Um, yeah. So great, great stuff. I want to tell our parents and anyone who's tuning in how they can stay connected with you and what are the next steps that they can take with Anita. Definitely. So if they go to wellbeingwarrior.com.au, mm-hmm. there's my website with everything that I've got. I've got a free book as well for parents up on there. Um, just basically giving them specific action steps that they can be taking right away and what Mm -hmm. needs to be set in stone in the family home when it comes to their teens' performance and and accountability, Mm -hmm. uh, both in school and at home. So they can reach me on that platform and I've got some freebies out there for them. And social media, you know, I'm out there. I've got you on my platform. They can see me, you know, just posting a lot of content. I really want parents to look at what I do first because that's going to show them what I'm about. Um, I always want to create a relationship with them first Mm. instead of just having them inquire about my programs. I really want them to get to know me as a person um, just so they know exactly how I'm going to show up for their kid. That's really important for me. Mm. Mm. I want to ask, where did Wellbeing Warrior, where did that name come from? Um, It's funny because so... A few things. Yeah. Well-being is so well-being is such a like a, a common term in schools in Australia. It's just like mm. student well-being programs. It's yeah. something that's always around that. Mm. I was a PE teacher too, so I was like, "Yep, well-being is my thing." But I had to fight for my well-being and success. Mm. Um, I performed well, but it wasn't easy. I had to really just work very hard for what I have now. So I had to fight for that success. Boy. Still am. So when it comes to success holistically in life Mm. 
it takes hard work and patience and you've got to be a warrior for that. So well-being and warrior just kind of worked out well for me and yeah. I thought, yeah, let's go with that. That's that's where I'm at. <laughs> and it's perfect because it's like the, hey, you're enough and you got to earn it. Like <laughs> like this, the perfect yeah. freaking balance. That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, um, you know, li- uh, life and success is not without hardship and tips. Mm. The dips is what actually fuels you. The adversity is what's actually fueling your success. So I love to lead with that message. And yeah, that's how it came about. (laughs) So good. So good. I could talk to you all day long, Lanita. I just like keep keep thinking about these things like, what else? What else? Oh, that. What about that? So it's awesome. Super, super awesome. Love what you're doing. I'm excited to see your message spread even more around the world and impact parents and the youth of the next generation. I see you on big, big stages, girls. So keep showing up. Keep shining your light. Keep being your greatest possible self. I super appreciate this. And everyone who's tuning in, listening, or watching right now, go to wellbeingwarrior.com.au and have a conversation with Lanita. Get to know her more, follow her stuff. And uh, Lanita, keep up the heat. Thank you so much, Chris. I love what you're doing. It's such a blessing to witness your journey and how you're showing up. And, you know, naturally, whether you know or not, you are inspiring me to show up in my community. So thank you so much for having me and for everything that you We'll see you soon, okay? From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow, and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever.